Do you hear those jingle bells? It sounds like sleigh bells. Do you hear those sleigh bells in the distance? That's right, everybody. It's time for the mid-season check-in. There's only 199 days left until Christmas. Can you even believe that? Oh my gosh, only 199 shopping days left until Christmas? Only. Oh my. What are we going to do? I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. Times are ticking. And to celebrate the mid-season check-in, the mid-season Christmas, uh, to celebrate the mid-season Christmas check-in, uh, and you know, the uh, birth of our Lord and Savior, we're... G- we're, we're <laughs> <laughs> look, I don't know what to say. This is what I wanted to do. You heard me um, look up a karaoke version of the Toll Days of Christmas. You saw me go get the Jingle Bells. You saw me counting the, the shopping days remaining until Christmas. You know what's going on. We're doing a Christmas thing. I'm really excited about it. I'm super excited. You knew before we even pushed record, you were not excited at the time. Don't I was lie. not, but it was mostly because you were just counting something and I, without other context, <sighs> guessed what you were counting and then you flipped me the bird. <laughs> so that's so. why I, I, I was a little put off, yeah. but then I've come back around to our Lord and Savior Santa Claus and his birthday. Right, so. exactly. So um, we're celebrating today. But the reason I wanted to do this is because I want this episode from my end to be all about gift giving to you. Oh, it's been a hard it's been a hard year, but it's been a hard month, especially. Yeah. Well, there's only 26 shopping days until my birthday. Right. So. Sure. No, no, that's incorrect. 20. I I guess that's tangentially. Eight shopping days Uh until my birthday. So I mostly just wanted to do nice things for you because it's been a hard. Oh month. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the birthdays is like a bonus. Yeah. Oh, it's a bonus. Okay. I was just... Yeah. Anyway, I thought we could do an early Christmas celebration by doing some updates of Christmas songs because our our generation and the generation after us we're not so much into the, the Christmas songs are played out right. We've heard them a billion yeah, we've times. Heard, I mean, yeah, they're all old and dusty, and they're about shit we don't care about, like partridges and what's fucking, a partridge? Uh, little drummer boys. So I had a couple ideas, and then one that I want to perform. Okay, I thought maybe we could do a uh, little drummer pad boy. <laughs> I played my sampler pad. Bump, 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 bump. <laughs> uh, I thought we could do "You're a Fuckboy, Mr. Grinch." That's the one where where the Grinch is uh, an avid redditor. Um, but most importantly, and with the song I would like to perform in a, in an abbreviated fashion. Uh-huh. Okay. The abridged version. The abridged version of the Twelve Days of Chipotle. Oh, good grief. Are you ready? I'm so ready. This is a gift for me specifically. Yeah. Okay. And and feel free to sing along. Okay. Okay. 
On the first day of Christmas, Chipotle gave to me a case of hepatitis A. <laughs> On the second day of Christmas, Chipotle gave to me two data breaches and a case of hepatitis A. On the third day of Christmas, Chipotle gave to me Three child workers, two data breaches, and a case of hepatitis A. And then uh, we'll just skip ahead, all right? We're gonna oh, we'll, we'll skip ahead, okay. We'll skip ahead to the 12th. Okay, okay, okay. On the 12th day of Christmas, Chipotle gave to me 12 unpaid wages, 11 runny bowels, 10 major lawsuits, 9 contact tracers, 8 some norovirus, 7 browning guacs, 6 lukewarm freezers, 5 E. coli outbreaks, 4 sweaty nights, 3 child workers, 2 data breaches, and a case of hepatitis A. So would you like to start the show now? Oh, shit. Would you like to start the show now or? Uh... Yeah, I would honestly on that beautiful note, mm. I would love to start the show. Like oh. now I'm feeling, I was feeling a little bit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was feeling a little uh. scattered earlier mm. and I feel like that's really just brought me back to the heart of what's important in, mm. in life, which is what a, what a Christmas yeah. Carol's supposed to do. Exactly. Um, Remind you of your place in the universe and the restaurants you shouldn't patronize. Uh, real quick credit. That was the 12 days of Christmas instrumental karaoke song. Neat. By uh by uh YouTube account Christmas Songs and Carols hyphen love to sing. Um I want to be clear that their their permission was not obtained at this time. Oh good. <laughs> well uh, in that case, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic, the internet's first curated volume of other people's opinions. I'm Jess. And I'm Toby Tobeans. <laughs> golly, I wish my hands were feet. And on this show, we search the internet for the wildest, wackiest, zaniest things people have to say about just about everything. And we gather those reviews from your favorite crowdsourced review platforms and bring them here to surprise you and surprise each other. Bring a little levity to whatever the hell is going on. Am I, who's going first? I, I am. You are? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, later in the show, I've got a gift for you. Oh, that's exciting. My segment is a gift to you. It's about one of your favorite things. The last time you did one of my favorite things, it was a sex thing. Yeah, well, I know. Okay. This can time I, it's not. Can I? Have I mean, it, it, it is, but it, because it's it's supposed to be. <laughs> it'll it'll make sense. I can't wait. Could you please give me back my cell phone? Thank you. It, um, it's about a thing that led to m- to many a sexual awakening. We're just gonna wait and see. I was okay. about. To, I was about. I was like, wait a second, Jess. All of your sexual awakenings were fucking strange. <laughs> this, this one included. Let's rock. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, now I'm flustered. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> when we started this podcast, um, there was a certain website that I spent a lot of time on, uh, and it's a website that I've let fall by the wayside a little bit because I've been during this pandemic, just so furious with capitalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I focused a lot of my energies there. But sometimes I feel like you got to get right back to the heart, right back to the heart of you and what you're doing with your yeah. life. Well, um, you've been on an epic journey and now you're returning home. Yeah. Back to the Shire. Yeah. The music is playing and we're going to eat some popcorn. Ooh. 
we're we're going to allrecipes.com. It's taken me all week to get these reviews, not because they were difficult to find, but because turns out my sabbatical from all recipes didn't make it a functioning website. No. It is not a functioning website. No, this is also a, a sacrilegious or whatever the word would be for that. You you have you have risen a body from the dead. We did I did uh, bury all recipes forever. You did bury all recipes forever. Um but I guess only mine mine for me. But I exhumed it. Okay. You, um okay. I exhumed it because we need to make some microwave popcorn and we need a recipe for that. <laughs> you this, said with very wide eyes. Because <laughs> it's, it's very true. Um, a contourer has given us such a recipe. Here is what they have to say. Believe it or not, you can make your own delicious low-fat microwave popcorn using standard popping corn and... A brown paper lunch bag. It works perfectly. Okay. I'm, I'm um, trepidatious. So all you gots to do, you uh-huh. got to get your unpopped corn, your vegetable oil, and your salt. And, uh, put it, and put it in a porous brown paper bag. And then you fold that brown paper bag twice. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you set that brown paper bag inside of your microwave. And you microwave on full power for two and a half to three minutes or until you hear pauses of about two seconds between pops. A, a material that famously relax, reacts poorly to oil in Greece. There's something else extremely interesting about brown paper sacks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of brown paper sacks now are recycled materials, which right. is awesome. Uh-huh. Very good that they're recycled materials. Do you know what recycled materials occasionally have inside of them? I, I imagine a lot of things. A lot of things, including trace amounts of metal. Right. Well, it would, yeah, because it all it goes in with the cans and shit. So. So famously, microwaves love metal. Oh fuck! Right. Oh, well, we're getting into some good shit here. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta figure out where to start. I thought the issue was just going to be that occasionally your brown paper sack that houses your food also once housed a Swanson chicken dinner. Mm, but, I wish that that was the problem but, we were all about to have. No, it's it's about the Dr. Pepper residue. Yeah, it's <laughs> about the Dr. Pepper cans that went into creating <laughs> that brown paper sack that you just put into your nuclear machine. Um, Greg, Greg the, H. <laughs> the fabulous glitter that'll burn down your house. Greg, Greg H. has a one-star review. I tried this today, followed the recipe to the letter, and the bag caught fire at one minute, 45 seconds. <laughs> Thumbs down. Very dangerous. Do not attempt. <laughs> I appreciate the scientific, uh, you know, rigor in providing us an exact timestamp for when <laughs> for, for when your microwave was ruined. But not your house. Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl says, mm, one star. Be very careful and read the owner's manual for your microwave. A preposterous sentence. Who has ever looked at another human being and said, read the owner's manual for your microwave? (laughs) Read the owner's manual for your microwave oven before making popcorn this way. I didn't, and I'm now shopping for a new oven, having arced my way to fire. That destroyed... Arced my way to fire. Arced my way to fire. That destroyed... my way to a burning ring of fire. My manual explicitly said... No brown bags. 
Did it really? I was going to call this person out because probably the manual doesn't say, hey, don't put brown bags. You know you know who knows about the trace amounts of metal in brown paper sacks? The manufacturers the, of microwaves. The manufacturers of microwaves actually, turns out, they do know about it. I don't know who told them. <laughs> and the ones I've read for new of it say specialized popcorn cookers and commercially made microwave popcorn bags only. My effort to simplify storage and save money went up in smoke. FYI, the new ones don't endorse drying herbs either, which I did many times in the Litton that was 20 years old when we sold the house in 1998. Of course, it wasn't made in China. Okay. (laughs) We've lost the the fucking... Cheryl, get back on topic. Cheryl, fuck. (laughs) Cheryl's not the kind of person that can ever go off topic. You do not know what's going to happen next. Yeah, you you cannot leave Cheryl alone in a room. Nope. When you 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 invite Cheryl over, you have to make sure Cheryl's attention is fixated on a specific thing all the time. Otherwise, you're going to hear all about why Cheryl thinks affirmative action is unfair. (laughs) And we've all heard it. And we're done, Cheryl. We're done. (laughs) It's all done, Cheryl. Um... Adam has a one st- uh, Adam has a one star review. Did not work. Dot 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 dot. Blew up my microwave. <laughs> Save your home from the risk of fire. Pop your corn on the stove with a pot or buy actual microwave popcorn. It might be a tad expensive, but trust me, it is a heck of a lot cheaper than buying a new microwave. Okay, but so here here's and if if we're about to get to this, let me know. Where I where I'm starting to get a little stuck is where this seems like a problem that you would just have. You would just as a rule, you're just going to have this problem. Like no matter what, this is going to happen. This yeah. is not like the occasional. Uh, this is not like the occasional Amazon order that went awry. This is like if you do this, this is probably going to happen. So, what's going on with the person who made the recipe who clearly has done this? And not had problems. It seems to be like an age of the microwave thing. Oh. Like newer microwaves are potentially more sensitive to the like. Yeah. Like older microwaves could handle like a. Because there was also. (laughs) Maybe they're just shitty. They just don't focus their rays as good. I don't know how. I'm not going to pretend I know how microwaves work. Yeah. But I will tell you that there was also one review that I did not bring because it horrified me rather than making me laugh where an individual suggested that. They, every time they make this recipe, staple the top of the bag before putting it in their microwave. (laughs) Never had any problems, they said in their five-star review. And I was like, "Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. That's bad advice. I I think a lot about the, like, tea bags used to have a little metal staple. Yeah. You know? And, And I imagine, like, with a newer microwave, that would probably not be great. It would probably not be great. It would probably not be great. So I don't I don't know exactly why, but it seems to be older microwaves can handle this like trace amounts of metal and newer microwaves will burn your house down. <laughs> newer microwaves do not care about your livelihood is what I'm understanding. Um, but Blaze It Nathan I is going to get to the heart of the issue here, okay? Blaze It Nation on all recipes? Blaze It Nathan. Blaze it, Nathan. Sorry. Sorry. Blaze it, Nathan. It's going to get to the, ha- the heart of the issue here. One star. Why is this recipe still online? <laughs> Dozens of people have reported that this has caught on fire or nearly so. Are you waiting until someone sues you over horrible instructions to take it down? 
The high rating makes it even worse as people are likely to not bother checking other reviews before trying it out. Please do us and yourselves a favor and throw this one on the fire. Um, because there are almost 400 reviews for this recipe for making microwave popcorn. Yeah. And more than 50% of them are positive. Are like four or five star reviews. That where they either just they got the fresh bags, they got like the really fresh primo bags that don't have trace amounts of Dr. Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> or, or they, they have, have a twenty five year old microwave. <laughs> they have vintage microwaves, yeah. Um and we're <laughs> and we're gonna wrap up with this last one because it turns out you're not a hundred percent safe even if you don't use a bag with trace amounts of metal. Because Austad has a four-star review. It works well. I still prefer my popcorn made in a pan. It seems to come out better, but more fat since you need more oil. One thing to take note of is the first time I tried this recipe, I didn't have a paper bag, so I put it in a large microwave-safe bowl with a plate over it for a lid. I took it out when it was done and let it sit. After about 30 seconds, the bowl exploded, spraying popcorn... (laughs) (laughs) Spraying popcorn and glass everywhere, which took me half hour to clean up well and hot oil probably be careful with this if you choose to use a bowl like others have said they've done <laughs> well you, i don't <laughs> think it's ever advisable to cook food in a glass bowl uh you're really yeah you're really not supposed to cook food in a glass like glass is its own kind of temperamental agent yeah. and when we put the temperamental agent of glass with the temperamental agent of hot oil and popcorn kernels specifically explosive food and then we put that inside of a microwave and god knows what happens inside of a microwave <laughs> I just, it was the casual nature of the review that just really, really stuck it for me. Four stars. I did just shatter a bunch of glass and hot oil and popcorn curdles all over my kitchen, and it took me half an hour to clean up. But you know what? Brown bags are fine. (laughs) That's some classic shit. I love that. Some classic. I just felt like we needed a little refresh. We needed a little, we got to go back to our roots. I always feel like the show is at its best when one of us like is just trying a, a topic and then we find out there's some horrible like safety thing behind the topic we would have never expected. That's my favorite thing. And then a hundred people have set their microwaves on fire. So I was promised a gift. Yes, I have a gift for you. Uh, and we've teased this gift in really the most, un- <laughs> the most unusual ways. Well, the only ways that are appropriate. We're looking at reviews on Letterboxd for Stephen Sondheim's 1999 classic, The Mummy. We are we We're are. Not. We are. Oh my god! I thought you would like that. I thought you would. This is your favorite film. Would you like to tell listeners about your personal attachment to Stephen Sondheim's 1999 classic, The Mummy? So this movie was not exactly my favorite movie, but this movie was my late mother's all-time favorite film ever. I've seen this movie. Uh, saying I've seen this movie a hundred times or more is not an exaggeration. I can quote this film. I love Stephen Sondheim's 1999, The Mummy. Great. Um, it also stars a couple of hot hot folks, huh? It stars a couple of hotties in that one. Uh, the reviews on Odette Letter- Fair mostly, but also Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz. Yeah, Odette, Odette doesn't get a lot of doesn't get a lot of. Com- That's or- because they haven't spoken to me. Fair. Um, 
we're gonna, exactly mm-hmm. we're we got some reviews for the mummy uh the letterbox community for the mummy is real horny um is it gonna- arnold Vosloo walking around mostly naked <laughs> the mo- the majority of the film we're going to get started with just a straight up review, straight up four star review, just to just to ground us in Stephen Sondheim's 1999, The Mummy. Oh my! The, oh, this is a this is a four star review by Wadester. Oh my! The nostalgia. This was one of the movies that I watched to death when I was like six. Like TNT would have a three night event in a roll, and I'd watch it every night before bed. Ha ha. My internet was getting wonky last night, and I couldn't find anyone to talk to online. Which I, this was posted in 2020, so like oh. you can always find someone to talk to online. So I just ended up watching this again, and oh, it's still so wondrous. Yes, it's cheesy, predictable, but it kind of revels in that to deliver amazing tongue and cheek humor while my boy Fraser saves the world. I love that guy, and I hope he's doing well. He's literally the best. <laughs> Every time he screams while shooting Imhotep with the shotgun, I die from laughter. Peak cinema. Peak cinema. You know what? I That's one of the things I love about Brendan Fraser is mm. that most of the time if somebody talks about Brendan Fraser, three or four sentences into that conversation, it's going to be, I hope he's doing okay. hope he's doing all like, right. Everybody just talks about Brendan Fraser like they're like he's their nice uncle yeah. that they just are not in touch with anymore. I'm like, man, I hope he's doing okay. Because we should have had we should have had Brendan Fraser and not we Chris should've. Pratt. But yeah. it didn't work out that way. It and, didn't. And instead, Brendan Fraser just did a couple of bit parts in Scrubs where he was not doing all right. Oh, um, <laughs> made us all weep. Four and a half stars from Colin. Mc- from Colin. Fuck me. <laughs> Please. Remember when studio movies were sexy? This sand-drenched, sweat-slicked adventure romps got me all kinds of hot and bothered. R- <laughs> Rick O'Connell is so hot. All I want in the world is for him to drag me out to the desert and leave me to die. <laughs> what? Um, we have a three and a half star review from Madison. This is the one review I picked of this type of review. There were a lot of these. If I didn't know I was by, this would have been my awakening. <laughs> Okay, so now you've just come to point fingers, have you? Yeah, yeah. There, okay. There were a, a lot. I'm just, I just, I wasn't <laughs> sure if you realized that the that your experience of the mummy. I don't know if that was specifically, but like y- the way you experienced the mummy is really similar to how a lot of people have experienced the mummy. I yes. wasn't sure if you knew that. I I found out later in life that the way that I experience certain things, like the yeah. mummy. The X-Files are a way that other people have potentially experienced things like The Mummy (laughs) or The (laughs) X-Files. I I did find out later in life that my my experiences were not unique. (laughs) Yeah, and I think we've even talked about... I think we've mentioned these reviews on the show before for The Mummy. Some of the like more thirsty ones, but... Yeah, I wasn't wasn't quite sure, so I wanted you to be aware. Yeah. There there were a lot of those. (laughs) Uh, here's another one. We'll just do it real quick. Uh, wasn't one I actually picked, but it happens to be here. Four stars from Sylvia. Brendan Frazier and Rachel Weiss in The Mummy 1999, or as I call it, The Bisexual Experience. Not incorrect. Three and a half stars from Sienna. More like the yummy. Am I right, folks? <laughs> okay, now, Sienna. 
<laughs> Drink some water, Sienna. Three and a half stars from Chloe. No longer watching cinema during the quarantine. From now on, fun only. I have two hands. One for Rachel Vice's titty and another for Brandon Frazier's. Okay. All right. Honestly, I I love people who, who just lived their best quarantine. Three stars from Sater. Brandon Frazier wears a BDSM harness for most of this movie. Decades before Tim Chalamet or any of those other posers. I, it's, you know, it's for his guns, which <laughs> is a layered sentence. Sure is. Three and a half. This is a layered. You want another layered? <laughs> I got another layered sentence here. Do you want it? I got another layered one. Yes. Three and a half stars from Josephine. I want Rachel Vice to murder my vagina. Oh, well, sometimes that's a review for a film. <laughs> uh, you know, some people believe in nuance. <laughs> Four stars. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Four stars from Hallie. Oh, jeezy, Pete's. He was sexier before he got his skin back. Inappropriate, Hallie. <laughs> Inappropriate. Nobody's come here for that, Hallie. Where is Odette? <laughs> like, why are we not talking about Odette Fair? Odette Fair is the hottest person in that movie. I know. There was Hands a little fucking bit. down. There was a little bit, but it was, it was always... And I, I'm not kidding. Every single time that Odette Fair came up, it was... I, I was so fucking horny for Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz and then like parentheses, oh, that fair is pretty good too. Like that I, was every single one. I'm just saying is the hottest fucking one in the film. I think I would have to agree. And I mean, they're all still lookers, but Odette Fair has like, he's now out there playing Starfleet Admirals and kicking yeah. ass. Like he is still a looker. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Is he the uh, from Discovery? The Admiral like, Vance. Oh, he's fucking good too. He's fucking good. He's a good actor and a silver fucking fox. The one that explains that the apples are made of shit. That yes. one. Oh yes. god. Oh, it's good. So uh, anyway, I'm just saying, Odette Fair is the hottest one in the film. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that was the same person. Oh. Three oh. three stars from Rachel. Uh, sorry. <laughs> three stars from Rachel Vice. I loved them all too. Three stars from Gabby. One for Rachel Weiss's titty, one for Brendan Fraser. Rachel Weiss, please, for the love of all things holy, spit in my mouth. No, okay, letterboxed. Letterboxed. <laughs> we got some reviews from Sophie. Do you want to hear a couple reviews from Sophie? What? <laughs> Sophie... I don't know anymore. So... I just don't know if this is okay to publish. <laughs> so, Right, I know, oof. Uh, Sophie's profile picture is Clarissa from Clarissa Explains It All. Three and a half stars. In February of 2019, when I was a kid, I was so fascinated with Rachel Weisz in this movie, and that means I was probably in love with her. Anyway, that's no surprising. I mean, just look at her. Okay, Jess wrote that review. I didn't know that you were reading reviews that I had written. Four stars from Sophie in December of 2019. I wish my life could be like Rachel Weisz's one in this movie. I am a librarian. I know a lot of this stuff about ancient history. And 1990s Brendan Fraser falls in love with me. What is a place like me doing in a girl like this? And four stars from Sophie in 2021. This is slowly becoming a feel-good movie for me. And will I complain? Of course not. I re- I'd rewatch it every single day if I could. Just try me, okay? <laughs> This is the best thing that's ever happened. Thank you so much for this. 
I didn't know that we were legitimately just going to read some smut on the air this time, but I'm here yeah. for it. And we'll we'll wrap up with this. Three and a half stars from Angela. Americans sell out gun stores mid-coronavirus? Idiots. Brendan Fraser shoots whirling sandstorm? Hot. <laughs> I would have to agree. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Murder my vagina. Please spit in my mouth. Please spit in my mouth. (laughs) I want him to drag me out in the desert and leave me to die. (laughs) You want to give me a. Do I want to give you a what? I was about to ask you to give me a beat. Is that a beat? Sure. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. If your life is a fucking mess, send us a mail on the pony distress. Father Christmas, will you bring me some distress? We got a light mail bag today. Real light, yes. We checked and real light. Re- it's we light. checked. I just want to say thank you to listener Logan. I know I already messaged you back on Facebook, but it's just always so nice when a new listener reaches out. So thanks, Logan. Welcome to the fam. Good to hear from you, Logan. Um, we had someone reach out on Twitter for our Discord link. We do have a Discord. It doesn't get mentioned on the show as much anymore. But if uh, anyone wants the Discord, you just let us know on Twitter, Facebook, email, whatever works for you. It's all it's all in the show notes. Real active community on there. So yeah. Especially like if you're trying to reach out or you're like feel a little lonely, you need some company, reach out for our Discord link. It's yeah. a really, really cool community there. Surprisingly. Yeah. Not surprisingly. Our listeners well. are great. Well, I, I guess in terms of uh, activity relative to our listener base. True. And things on the internet being wholesome. That's true, too. Very it, surprising, it, We got kind of lucky on that we, part. We yeah. got very lucky. And we really threaded a needle without even trying. Um, <laughs> uh, listener Colin reached out with some, uh, some reviews for Spice Cupcakes. I know you want to see people who've never made this recipe in question scolding people about raisins. And Colin, I want nothing more. I'd, I did want that. I looked, I saw, I conquered. These reviews are on tasteofhome.com, which refuses to load. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we'll start with, we'll, we got, we'll do two reviews. I got this review from Rachel7, better than the other six. One star. If someone could tell me how to make this without the raisins, I'd like to try it. It sounds great, but my family doesn't like raisins. So can you help? So, big space, period. Big space. Can you help? Mm-hmm. Can they? <laughs> that was from 2013. Nobody helped. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Sweet babe. Uh, and then the recipe The recipe involves um, like boiling the raisins, and then nobody was sure if you're supposed to include the raisin water in, <laughs> in the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> And you are, you are. This is a this is a cupcake you put a lot of water in. Um, which I do you normally put water in your cupcake? No, I, I, no. You usually no. put a liquid, but it's usually not water. It's usually something that sometimes applesauce it sometimes has like a fat content milk, or like taste. Yeah, soy milk. Uh, so we got a four star review from Lenny. I haven't tried this yet. <laughs> but for those of you who don't like raisins, you could grind them in the blender and then cook them with the water. 
That way you have the moisture with the raisins, but not the texture that so many people don't like with cooked raisins. I've done this with cookies and it turns out great. I feel like there's something foundationally wrong about the idea of grinding raisins into a fine, horrible cicada-like powder. I, um, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I was like, I was like, I was opening my mouth to be like, don't do that. And then my brain said, you don't have a reason for them not to do that. And then my heart said, yes, I do. I don't like. I don't don't like like it. Grinding dried raisins. I don't. I don't think it's a. I just, I. It's my personal preference. I just can't. I just can't stand your lifestyle. That's just how you feel. It's just how I feel. Don't grind raisins. Don't grind raisins. And then reconstitute them into a a horrible paste. A horrible paste. Unless you're (laughs) making some kind of strange raisin fig newton. In which case, don't do that either. A bunch of people said just use applesauce. Uh, That seems good. Uh, (laughs) Well, I'm really excited to see what we got next from you. We we had... We've we've talked about microwaves on fire on this show a lot. So often do we talk about how, honestly, this show could really just be a how to not set your microwave on fire. Like, don't use any product we have ever spoken about. And your microwave will be just fine. Um, So we've made the popcorn. We've done it. However much popcorn was salvageable from your house fire, you now have popcorn. So let's make salad. Oh, what? Popcorn salad from Paula. Okay. This salad is a real conversation piece. Wait, so wait, can I, can we just stop? We're, we're ahead of schedule on this one. So I'm going to stop you just you for just a second. You just saw me right there. Just okay. for a little bit. Okay, I, yeah. The segue is we've made popcorn. Now it's time for salad. That's what we, yeah, no, I know it's popcorn. You're showing me the popcorn salad. I'm aware. We've made the popcorn. Now we need to put it in salad. But that's what you had? Yeah. We've made popcorn. Now it's time for salad. Now we've. Nobody's well, ever said that. The, well, listen. Oh, I'm so. Oh man, I, that that popcorn really aroused my aroused my appetite. Time to down some salad. So what you didn't know was that because yeah. that's how we do things was okay. that salad was our end game this whole time, and the okay. first step in this salad is pop some popcorn. I mean, I am intrigued. So in order to create this popcorn salad from Paula, we okay. have to pop popcorn first. I just wanted to drill down into that thing you said. And, into yeah. the segue that I yeah. said, we've got popcorn, now let's make salad. Let's let's do it. Let's make let's popcorn m- salad. And now it's time for popcorn salad. All right. If you take it to dinner, mix the salad and carry the popcorn separately to be added at the last minute, Paula says. If you take it to dinner. If you take it to dinner. Uh, but surely only only to a dinner that you do would not like to have a re-invitation to. At a future date. 10 slices of bacon, okay. three quarter cup mayonnaise, one cup diced celery. Oh, fuck. One and one quarter cup shredded cheddar cheese, one eight ounce can sliced water chestnuts, quarter cup shredded carrots, two tablespoons chives, and six cups of popped popcorn. Well, okay. So, oh my God. So the popcorn is the, is the, the lettuce. The popcorn is the salad. This isn't, that's not, you can't. Are these, <laughs> this isn't, that's what, not, you can't. What are these words that you're using? Um, so you know when you go to make a pasta salad. Am I asleep? But then you think, I don't want to put pasta in the salad. Oh my God, that's what, it's a pasta salad. It's a pasta where, salad. Where you replace the beautiful carb that is pasta, which can accept moisture, 
not only accept it, but embrace it. Embrace it. Love. Uh, Love the moisture. A carb that can be loved by moisture. Yeah. With a carb that cannot. With a carb that hates moisture. (laughs) With a carb that looks at moisture and deteriorates. With a carb that famously melts in moisture. Um... But uh, to be fair, our only moisture in this seemingly is three quarters a cup of mayonnaise. Because you don't add the water from the water chestnuts. So yeah, yeah. You, you do drain the water. You, you do drain the water chestnuts. We so still yes. have a lot of wet, greasy ingredients with mayonnaise going into this porous popped corn. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. This doesn't, this sounds like it'd be very mushy. Just me does have a pro tip though. Five stars. Okay. Just me. This is great. I had to leave off the water chestnuts since I am allergic and have had to use Bacos uh, once, but it was still a big hit. I also alter the types of cheeses so that it has a more exotic flavor. It is always the first thing to go and the conversation piece. Just make sure you remove all the kernels. <laughs> Which oh, yeah. I'm so glad someone told us that will fuck up your salad. Won't That's it? gonna fuck your salad right up. <laughs> you leave all those kernels in there, and suddenly you're trying to chomp down on a piece of bacon, and you have lost a tooth. Your tooth is gone. My favorite part of the salad is when you get down to all the little pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, would you like any salad? No, I'm waiting on the pebbles. <laughs> Just the pebbles, please, Mama. Honey, can you run out to the driveway? I need to finish this salad. Just <laughs> bring me back a handful. Um, also, also though, also, of all the things to be allergic to, you're getting off really easy on the water chestnut train. How many, how often, how often yeah. do you encounter water chestnuts in when, the wild? When you get the poke test and the doctor says, well, it looks like you're allergic to water chestnuts, the only human reaction is, no skin off my ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God. Just Oof. the water chestnuts? Okay. Easy peasy. <laughs> nobody even fucking likes why are water chestnuts in this recipe anyway nobody likes water chestnuts yeah. nobody's Me. ever said man i've got a i've got a hankering for a water chestnut <laughs> oh, that'll be my next topic water chestnut salad <laughs> a food that can go extinct nobody needs it i you know what though whenever i encounter a water chestnut i'm always happy about it i'm not oh really it's just it's just fiber. It's, it's just flavorless fiber. Oh, it's, it's crunch, awful. Crunch. It's awful. Crunchy, crunch, crunch. Alyssa's mom, four stars. Had this at a cookout last night, and we couldn't say enough about this salad. Yum. It was definitely a conversation piece. And I just <laughs> brought that because it was it's from 2002. Which was a very different time in our country, but still an unusual time. And I just, how, and I, mm, what is there to say about the popcorn salad, Alyssa's mom? I, yeah, I don't. Hey, Mrs. Alyssa's mom? What is there to say about the popcorn salad? I don't know what I, I guess. Yeah, you would just you would just perhaps offer a, a bemused and more surprised than you're going to show. Oh, that's pretty good. It turns out I like bacon and mayonnaise. Yeah, but but couldn't say enough. Just could not say enough about this popcorn salad that I have to imagine had to be, have been eaten within the first 30 minutes of you the have cookout. To. Yeah. So what did you talk about for the other several minutes, I assume, of the cookout? 
especially if it's a cookout, because then not only is your popcorn marinating in a dangerous slaw that will ruin it, <laughs> that will ruin it in 30 minutes or less, but yeah. also you're in the hot sun. Yeah. So it's marinating in... <laughs> In hot, hot bacon and mayonnaise. In a hot bacon and mayonnaise that has a timestamp on it regardless. Like you suddenly made pasta salad more volatile. Is that what you spoke about to I each just, other? I don't know what the purpose is of do like what are you're not you're take you're not gaining anything by putting popcorn in this. Popcorn that you're taking popcorn out of its natural, beautiful, dry environment and putting it in a really risky, wet environment for no reason. When you could just grab a box of penne or bow tie or what have you, rotini like everyone or, else, or God forbid, a bag of pre-shredded lettuce. Like I just, you know, <laughs> there's not, there's no reason for it. This is a bad way to eat popcorn and a worse way to eat salad. When you could just have popcorn and salad. Well, I'm afraid that some people would have to disagree with you there, my love. <laughs> Mates Up Over has a five-star review. The best I've ever had. <laughs> I'm an Aussie, moved to Minnesota for five years, and went to a reunion and thought, wow, it is a conversation piece to <laughs> all. And now I've returned to Australia. I make it here. Oh, God. And I can tell you, it a huge hit to all I know. <laughs> I bet I bet it it. This is an internationally successful recipe, my love. Yeah. My, I, my dear, this is a, a true treat. I, I, would, I, would, I would call it more of an invasive species if it had any any possibility of spreading but i think i think <laughs> i think enough people are inoculated to the idea of popcorn salad um, that we probably have herd immunity on that one hopefully i'm really hoping because turn sometimes you come here and you find out about it in minnesota and you take it all the way back to australia i just have to i just have to hope and assume that enough australians are probably going to look at that and think nah nah mm. now especially if you're doing it at a cookout in australia <laughs> yeah yeah, can you imagine showing up to a cookout table in East Tennessee that has popcorn <laughs> salad on it and it's July and the, the air is like soup? The The air is soup. It is 94 degrees. <laughs> it is 10 a.m. It's it, There's 110% humidity today, which you didn't know is a thing, but it is. You The air is oversaturated beyond what is scientifically possible with... The the moisture of the environments and the populace around you. Yeah. And you're gonna show up to sponge salad. Yeah, sponge salad. You you can feel the body heat of the people next to you <laughs> from two feet away. And you are gonna be talking about popcorn salad. <laughs> it's gross. I know. Is that it? That's it. Okay. That's what I had. We made popcorn and we made a salad, baby. <sighs> Gross. I know. Let's talk about movies. Let's cleanse the palate. <laughs> Popcorn salad is what made me want to come back to all recipes also. Like, I got on all recipes and all recipes was like, it's almost summertime. I know you want to make popcorn salad. Okay. I didn't even go looking for it. Paula was right there on the front page for me. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that you've resurrected all recipes. I didn't think I was going to say that, but I'm glad you did it. And that can be the zombie that lives in your shed. Yes, it does. You've got your zombie shed. Yeah. I will not interact with your zombie or its shed. Thank you. Okay. Before we get to the next movie, I do just want you to know that on Etsy, for $35, you can buy a key of Hamanoptera grinder from the mummy. 
And by grinder, I mean a weed grinder. Oh, and it's shaped like the key. That's fucking cool. It's fucking cool. For 35 bucks, too, yeah. Oh, it guys, the puzzle top opens. Yeah. The puzzle top opens, y'all. The key of Hamanatra is the puzzle thing from the movie. Yeah, it's it's this, the, the very standard, like, pop the thing in the door, and then you twist it, and, and then it opens. And, and it it's opens like, the sarcophagus yeah, in whatever, which the yeah. mummy was. It's it's a national treasure thing. It's like a, it's a silly little thing. Um, it's but they made it a weed grinder. Gave it a function. For your sativas and indicas and what, what have you. But we're not talking about that. It didn't have enough reviews. Instead, <laughs> we're, <laughs> instead, we're talking about Alex Kurtzman's 2017 classic, The Mummy. Oh, my word. <laughs> oh, my word. Is this that Tom Cruise monstrosity? This is the remake with Tom Cruise. Not a remake. An entirely separate film. This is the remake with Tom Cruise. An entire, there's no Tom Cruise doesn't play Rick O'Connell, so it is not a remake. <laughs> if Tom Cruise had played Rick O'Connell, T- tomatoes remakeos. Okay, okay, look, whatever. Fucking here's the synopsis from from Letterboxd. We're still on Letterboxd. Welcome, welcome to a new world of gods and monsters. Because this was supposed to start a new. U- cinematic universe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. D- didn't work out it did not it did not no though safely entombed in a crypt deep beneath the unforgiving desert an ancient queen whose destiny was unjustly taken from her is awakened in our current day bringing with her malevolence grown over millennia and terrors that defy human comprehension starring tom cruise mm-hmm would you like to hear some reviews for Alex Kurtzman's 2017 classic, The Mummy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got a half star review here on Letterboxd. This is from Anwen. It's a bit long, but I think it. I think for a movie that neither of us have seen and probably most, almost all the listeners haven't seen, this will sum it up a little bit. You remember when that little old lady in Spain painted over a mural of Jesus and turned him into an eldritch haunted potato? Yeah. <laughs> And it went viral because people couldn't believe she had the audacity to attempt to improve on the perfection of the original and ended up desecrating a beautiful piece of religious iconography which spoke truth into the souls of many. The Mummy 2017 is the film equivalent of that. (laughs) It is an abomination in every sense of the word. I wanted to exercise my laptop after sullying its screen with every single dismal frame of this audiovisual assault. I felt, for the first time in my life, that I ought to go to confession. But then I thought, what priest will hear this? What priest will give me sucker? I wrought this myself. I brought my own ruin down upon me when I gave into my evil thoughts of, I wonder what Tom Cruise is like compared to Brendan Fraser. The answer, for those similarly curious, is like an ant to a god, except that the ant can't act. <laughs> It is essentially 64 hours. I haven't checked the exact runtime, but that's my best guess, given that it felt like entire civilizations rose and fell while I was watching it, of Tom Cruise running around in a fashionably rumpled shirt, grunting a lot and working up an impossibly even sheen of sweat, and trying to choose if he should date the really irritating, redundant, sexist stereotype, or the super hot woman who could offer him immortal power, but is also a reanimated corpse. Wait, 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 no, wait, wait, okay, Tom Cruise, the mummy is a love interest? I assume so. Maybe. Okay. The the only real action is the <laughs> fuck knows. Nobody watched it. The only real 
we have no idea what Alex Kurtzman was doing. The only real action in this film happened when I paused it halfway through to make a cup of tea because I truly felt like I needed stimulants to make it to the end, and my cat hoiked up a hairball by the kettle. As I stared at the hairball, wondering what, why my life had come to this, I realized that I was actually thankful for the reprieve that cleaning up this mass of undigested old hair had given me from watching The Mummy 2017. Good grief. I cannot recommend this film to anyone except perhaps to scientific researchers and to people who want to see the face of God through pure suffering. It should be illegal. It should not exist. I envy the me who lived pre-17 and had no idea that such evil could be manifested. I'm not the same person I was before I watched this film. Frankly, I'm not sure I'm even a person anymore. <laughs> I envy Amanet for being dead. Okay. Um, it's just, it's just not a remake. It's just, it's not a remake. It's a, uh, yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm, but I'm just, I'm telling them that they don't have to watch it because it's not a remake. And I'm telling everyone, just in case you fall into a hole, it's not a remake. Okay. None of the characters are the same. Mm. None of, nothing in the story is the same. It's just like the, the, the 1999 one is not really a remake of the original mummy because the story is different. Like, it's just a mummy movie. It's just a mummy movie. All right. Well, semantics aside. I. Hmm. Do you want to get a three-star review from no, Logan? I really don't. We got a three-star review from Logan. About a, about a third of the way through this, I started thinking about The Terminal, a film I haven't seen in four years and don't like. Why did I start thinking about The Terminal? Was it about this? What was it about this particular film that made me challenge the almighty bullshit that Tom Hanks goes through in the, in the 2004 film The Terminal? <laughs> How was The Terminal actually made by Steven Spielberg and not the dude who made A Dog's Purpose? Why wasn't there a huge news story about this incident in The Terminal? Why didn't Catherine Zeta Jones get some fucking lawyers in to sort out this disaster? How did they let him sleep in an airport for years? Did this take place before 9 11? Why didn't they have any precautions for this? And why couldn't they have just either accepted his papers from a country that was completely valid an hour earlier with papers that were accepted by his government or called government officials to properly investigate that shit? Why was my dad, Stanley Tucci, such a dick to my other dad, Tom Hanks? (laughs) Why Why didn't I remember that my husband, Diego Luna, was in this? Why does this movie exist? Doesn't it end with him just going to a jazz concert or some shit? Did he get any significant financial compensation for being forced to spend years of his life in a fucking airport because people didn't want to go through the effort of getting him into the actual goddamn country? Did he get any sunlight for all these years? Wouldn't he have back problems from sleeping on those terrible airport chairs? Parentheses, the mummy's fine. <laughs> I haven't seen the terminal in a really long time, but I... I just now remembered that my dad, Stanley Tucci, is really mean to my other dad, Tom Hanks. And that is a hard part of that movie. That is upsetting. It's upsetting. I bet the terminal hits different now. (laughs) You want to get back to the mummy? I bet the terminal hits different every year you watch it. I bet so, yeah. 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 I haven't rewatched it in a long time. I don't. I, I liked it as a kid a lot. I don't think I'd like it now. I watched it one time in college and I haven't seen it since. Well, that is fascinating. Fascinating. Riveting, riveting Do we content. have to get back to The Mummy? Do yeah, we have to? What, one star from Anna for Alex Kurtzman's 2017 The Mummy. We can just talk about Tom Hanks. Like, I'm not opposed. <laughs> Another day raiding Egyptian tombs. Everyone keeps asking me if they can fuck The Mummy. Buddy, they won't even let me fuck it. So that's from Tom Cruise's character in the movie whose name is not Rick O'Connell? <laughs> 
<laughs> Gotta be. I assume. I don't know what his name is in the movie, but I know it's not Rick O'Connell. Two stars from Patrick. It is so goddamn weird that Tom Cruise is in this movie. (laughs) Half a star. Half a star from Elizabeth. I don't know about y'all, but I was really rooting for Aminet, the mummy. The mummy. Like, it's just not even the same story. Okay. Every time she punched Tom Cruise was gay culture at work. (gasps) Beautiful. (laughs) Beautiful. It's like Stephen Summers' 1999 The Mummy punching Tom Cruise directly. That I can get behind. Yeah. Uh, we also just had a little aside and noticed that we might have been saying Stephen Sondheim, who's a composer, and not yeah. Stephen <laughs> Summers, who's a director. So apologies for the first half if There's... that's prolific throughout the first half. Oh, I hope it's not. There's too many Stephen S's. Okay. Yeah. We got Soderbergh. We got Sondheim. We got Summers. Like, there's so much. One star from Adam. The opening scene of this movie is literally Tom Cruise and Jake Johnson running through an active war zone in Iraq, Looney Tunes style, simultaneously smashing into walls and pumping every Iraqi soldier in sight full of more lead than a mechanical pencil, all while laughing and cracking one-liners. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm just going to underline underline the point of that review. Yeah, the fuck <laughs> you is in bold. Uh, fuck you. Four stars from Gabrielle. 73 out of 100. Okay, so Gabrielle gave this 73 out of 100. 73 out of 100. Every time Sophia Batella, who plays the mummy, slapped Tom Cruise in the face, my score raised by 10 points. Ooh. (laughs) So I guess roughly seven. Roughly seven times. (laughs) Okay, not enough, but I'll take it. Did you know Russell Crowe's in this? What is Russell Crowe? Of course Russell Crowe is in this. Do you know who Russell Crowe's? Do you know who Russell Crowe plays in this fucking movie? Unless Russell Crowe has shaved his entire form and put on <sighs> Arnold Vosloo's costume from the original Mummy, I really... You're going to hate it. Are you, are you ready? Brace yourself. Do you know who Russell Crowe is credited as in this film? Dr. Jekyll. The What the... <laughs> to go i just i gotta call i got i have to leave I'm and apparently he does have a transformation scene which i imagine stands up to every scene he had in les mis where he's sloppily s- sloppily showered his voice on american audiences like a drunken sailor I one and a half stars just remembered that i'm very busy <laughs> One and a half stars from David. 90 minutes of horribly directed action interspersed with 20 minutes of rambling exposition but hey Russell Crowe turns purple at one point. The fuck is Russell Crowe doing? <laughs> I, I am genuinely, I don't even have, it's not even though I like dislike Russell Crowe in particularly, but I am irate. I am apoplectic that Russell Crowe is in this movie being Dr. Jekyll. Dr. Jekyll I am so upset. Why? That's how, you get, that's how you get to play Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You get Russell Crowe. What, what was the lamest character's name? Javert. You get you get Javert. No, I'm Javert. <laughs> Good God, Russell. Final review for this episode. Are you ready? No, I'm broken. Half a star from Stevie. I'm never letting my straight friends pick the movie for movie night ever again. <laughs> Good choice, Stevie. Good choice, Stevie. Whew. That episode was a journey. 
Um, and you won't believe it, but there were more. I guess Letterboxd is just like this. There was there were there were more thirsty reviews on there too. I didn't bring them. There was one where they really wanted Sofia Batella to also straddle and stab them. Oh, in the chest. Okay. Yeah. I mean, to each their own. So we still had all that good stuff. Not for Tom Cruise, though. Well, no, no, no. It was mostly just horniness for Brendan Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> Which will take, never die. Take that, Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> um. Boy, howdy. Well, folks, thanks so much for listening. I think that was a really fun one. It was a really fun one. I had a good time. If you had a good time, you can tell us all about it via email at foreveracritic at gmail.com, on Twitter at Critic Everyone, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Critic Everyone. I'd like to thank Guillaume Tucker for Bebop Holidays. And I'd like to thank Steve Combs for... Drag me out of my room to open presents because it's Christmas time. And I'd sure, golly sure, like to thank Jazar for green Christmas trees. Ho, ho, ho. Eating some cookies on the porch in the cold. I would like to thank brother of the show, Oliver, for making our artwork. If you would like to commission some artwork, you can do so at beastcoastarts at gmail.com. Uh, we, we're on a network. There's that thing. And then there's, um, if you like this show, yeah, Mm -hmm. please tell a friend, please for the love of God, tell a friend. And if you are comfortable leaving your review on your favorite podcatcher, please do that too. And hey, maybe take in a movie this weekend, like Stephen so- Stephen Sommers. Sommers. I definitely said Sonheim yeah. in the first half. And that, yeah, we definitely said Sonheim a couple God of times. Ugh. Life's uh, rough. There's, and it's, it's fucked. It's fucked. It's fucked. They're just going to have to get to this half to know that we recognized our mistake. But for the first half, they're screaming. Yeah. They're screaming. We'll have to, we'll have to make a note of it in the show notes. Oh, fuck it. And on that note... <laughs> We'll catch you next Wednesday.